Oh, how fabulous. Hello, and welcome to How Fabulous by Tony and Co. I'm Tony, and in today's episode, I chat to the very fabulous Sally Brownbill from The Brownbill Effect right here in Melbourne. Um, now, Sal is one of those wonderful people. When you meet her, you just immediately want to get to know her more and find out all about her. She's a very generous spirit. Um, her business, we go into what that actually is all about, but essentially she connects people, she finds people, and she helps people across lots of different industries. So we'll find out more about the Bramble Effect as well. Um, Sal and I met many, many years ago through a photographer who thought that we should have known each other in, through the advertising industry. We hadn't. And there, when we met up, there was a sort of four or five hour conversation that we didn't come up for air. So there's that. Um, and over the years, she's helped me many times with my business and crewing. Um, and now she's actually become a client. So I'm helping her with the interior design for a wonderful holiday home that her and her husband are building down in Peterborough, which brings me to we will be talking about this special place that is Peterborough and what that means to her um, and why the significance about that place. And it's a beautiful story. There's a few tears, but there is a very, very happy ending. So we talk all about Sal's um, place in the industry and what she does to help up and coming um, students. She teaches, she was a photographer. There's nothing probably Sal can't do. So there you go. We had a ball talking. I hope you enjoy this episode and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. And most of all, enjoy listening to these episodes. Hello and welcome to How Fabulous by Tony & Co. I'm Tony and today my fabulous guest is the fabulous Sally Brownville. Like, hello. Hello. There she is. Hello. Um, there needs to be maybe two or three more fabulouses in there because you are one of those fabulous people, Sal. Thank you for coming oh, on. Oh. oh, it's all true. It's all true. I will bet there's probably not one person. I wasn't very fabulous on the way here in the traffic, but now I feel a bit more fabulous now I've seen you. Yes, we did get a call and she was a little bit hissing and cussing oh, and but gang at the night because it's traffic in Melbourne. What are you going to do? You know, it is what it is. Dealt with it. Yeah, exactly. And now you're fine. Um, so thank you. It's lovely to have you here. You have got probably four million stories about everything. Every time I speak to you, <laughs> something has happened in your life. Yeah, it's like <laughs> tattooed on my head. <laughs> tell me, tell me something. Tell me your problem. Let me deal with this. Yeah. There is, and I think I that's that is just very telling of people uh, kind of flock to you, like. <laughs> like insects to a light. Bees that, to a honey pot. That's exactly, that's exactly what it, it is. is. They do. It that's is. how you and I met. Yeah. Um, and well, like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. We met many years ago through uh, someone in the business. I was looking at a photographer's folio and I thought, isn't this folio very gorgeous? This is when I was doing a lot of advertising producing. And he said, yes, yes, Sally Brownville did it for me. I mean, what do you mean? Who? Who? Who's that? <laughs> what could you be under? This mm. is, well, this is the thing, actually. I'm, I'm a bit um, embarrassed to say. I hadn't, well, actually, I hadn't heard of you, but it's a miracle I hadn't because everybody knows Sally Brownbill. In the advertising industry, you've been in the industry, in the business, doing the business for many, 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 many years and longer than I've been in the Melbourne advertising business. Um, and he said, you need to meet this woman. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? Rang you, and you're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So we met, met for coffee, and I was thinking, yeah, I'll be in and out. 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Big mistake. Oh I my God. <laughs> Four hours later, we're still going, <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. Mm. It was so good. Mm. And it was just it was a, a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. Many are uh, oh, mm, mm, probably, oh, it's over 10 for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely over 10. So there you go. So that's kind of how we met. And I, I want to um, 
I want to talk about what you actually do and how you give back to the industry, what you do in the industry, because you're still in the industry, and the peripherals as well. Um, we're also doing a fabulous private personal project together, mm. which is really nice. So mm. Sally's my client. <laughs> um, and I wanna, I wanna talk about a little bit of a special thing, which is how this project that we're doing together came about. Mm. I get very emotional about that and I, I would love to talk about that. Um, but I also want to make sure everybody understands like what the hell you do? <laughs> what the hell you do? Like what do you do? And also I have to say, we wouldn't be here sitting in Gale Street Studios had it not been for the fabulous Brownbill effect and Sally Brownbill because that's that's this whole thing of you know people connecting connecting that is what you are about mm, and the gorgeous girls here well, today as well this is it the girls behind the camera the girls editing so many of my crew and staff have yeah. been via via the Brownbill effect mm. over the years. Um, but who better to tell us how that has happened than you? Ooh, so tell us, tell okay, us, how tell did us. it start? Tell us, how well, does it start? It's a 25 year journey that I'm gonna keep really short and simple. I started life out as a commercial photographer and I worked here as an assistant and I learned a lot about the industry from the beautiful Rick Wallace who's no longer with us. In fact, many years later, at Martin and my wedding, I have to say that because Martin always says I was at the wedding when I say my wedding. Oh. At our wedding, when Rick photographed <laughs> our wedding, my dad did the speech. I didn't know he took your yeah, Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, oh. Okay. So he did these okay. beautiful photos and at, and at that time, my dad said all her life she wanted to, to be a photographer. So she went to RMIT and studied photography. Then she started working with Rick where she learned a little bit more about photography and a lot about life. Ah. And that has That's stayed with me. That's a beautiful thing to we ever say about We got married in 1997. Mm. And that has stayed with me for forever because what Rick gave to me was the gift of, of understanding about how to network and making connections. Mm. And so when I left Rick, I, I moved to, to England and I worked in film and television for a long time over there and I came back to Australia. That sounds highly glamorous. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as glamorous. I worked for, I worked for Rolf Harris. I answered his oh. fan mail. Oh, oh, oh my <laughs> um, God. I answered fan mail. I was on the switchboard. Then I went up to London and worked for Thames TV on the bill and met lots of people. I met this great girl. I was oh, also on, a door bitch in a nightclub. On the, oh my God. And I met this great girl there who we're still friends today who worked in West End Theatre. So she got me a job in theatre. And, you know, back in the, the 80s and the early 90s in London, you know, Australians were, everyone loved Australians because we just would do anything and we'd work. I and feel like everybody still does. Yeah. Because it's that work so. ethic, isn't I think, it? I think it's that so. really different thing of you don't need five people to do one thing, maybe, generally, generally speaking. I agree. And I think it's mm. also about that I've never felt that I'm too good to do anything like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah i'll yeah. get a coffee yes i'll change the yeah. toilet paper i don't i don't mind yeah, i'll yeah. answer the switchboard it's just about being around teams and i really mm. got to understand especially over there how teams worked well together and how teams didn't work well together mm. so when i came back to australia i made this big decision that i wouldn't be a photographer anymore so i thought i'll ring up my old lecturers at rmit and and have a chat to them and and gus was one of my lecturers who had this five-year plan of retiring so he ended up getting me to come in and talk to the students and i really loved it because i love talking and he said to me i've got a succession plan and i'd like to train you to take over my subject and um and when i retire it can be yours you know it was a lot easier back then in university days let me Damn, tell you that's good timing it was, so that's that's a huge it was huge but not right person not not right place at the right time because not everyone could have done that I no, would suggest. and I think it was just he knew me really well because I'd been a student and one of and and the key thing to what I do now was my role there apart from teaching the students was to go out into industry and get old briefs that had been worked on to bring them back in to uh, brief the advertising students who would then brief the photography students and then I would put them into teams to work together. So I'd sort of say, well, you're the art director, you're the photographer, you're the producer, you're the stylist and pull this job together. And then I would be the client, but I would also bring in the creative director or art director or designer that had given me the original brief. And so then we would 
um, that's we fantastic. Would critique the students. That's fantastic. Do they still do that? So they don't do it anymore, but I did it for years and that's years a, and years. That's a shame. Look, I'm going to say around 12 or so years, but because that was in the mid 90s, so those guys and girls that I taught then now own their own advertising agencies and design studios, and it got me starting to network and understanding the power of networking. Uh, and I taught two full days a week because I only wanted to give two days to it. I taught from 9am to 9pm, two, two days a week. Oh. It was nuts. I did three three-hour classes and uh, it was nuts, but I did it. And the other three days I started taking portfolios of photographers around, uh, of which we're the, the guy that introduced us. I started designing portfolios and getting work for photographers. and pulling teams of people together on an as-need basis mm. and did using... You, did you miss taking pictures though? I have never missed taking pictures because I realised, and this is really interesting for anyone out there that is is a creative, like I'm naturally a very creative person, mm. but my photography, I realised, was not about shooting other people's ideas. Okay, my photography yep. was very personal. I probably, had I had my time again, would have been a documentary or a journal, photojournalist or a documentary yeah. photographer mm -hmm. where I told stories with my own vision. Mm. But I was trained as a, as a commercial advertising photographer, which really meant that I took your idea and, and made your idea really good. And that really wasn't what my photography was about. And I mm. found it quite stressful and not very... Stifling. Um, yeah, and not very creative for me. Yeah, not but, fulfilling. But because it was what I knew, I was able to talk to the creative industry, so designers and creative directors, about photography really well. And I was also about um, able to go back to photographers and say, listen, you can't second guess what people need, so let me help you put into your portfolios, and then ultimately what turned up was websites, um, what you want to be doing, and let me make you be the best that you can be. Yeah, right, and that's how, so, because, you know, photography is so, so broad, you know, um, product, fashion, And back real then estate, there was a lot of what, car photography, yeah, and then there huge, was huge, still huge, beauty and, and whatever, yep. and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of rare that someone would do absolutely everything, because when you're looking at, a, like, as a producer, you know, you're looking at a folio or someone's... Or a style. Yeah, or, or a particular style. Yep. You know, and then you have a look at their then their personal work as well. That's always interesting to look at their folio, yep. look at all the, the brands and the ads that they've shot and go, yep, 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 they can do it, obviously. How would they interpret our brief? Yep, they can shoot cards, great. Now let's have a look at their, their personal stuff. And, and, and so, so being able to get and, that and together. And so that's, that's my thing, that's my mm. gig. And so people like you could also feel very comfortable talking to me because I actually knew what I was talking about. I wasn't yeah, that is selling clear. dental instruments last month and photography this month. I mm. was... Mm. Um, I was fully immersed in it and photographers still uh, respect what my opinion is because because I know what I'm talking about and well, I that's love right. it you and know, I love it, love it, love it. You know what you're talking about first and foremost and you, without fail, you will always be able to pick up on somebody's, um, their, their personality as well. And their strengths and, be, and weaknesses. Yeah, and that's, that's hugely right. important. Yeah, you know, and that's a, that's a really big thing. Yeah, Especially like I know I'm jumping over to your um, recruitment, but you're really good at being able to get through and work out who I am, you know, outside of the fact that you know me as, yep. a, as a friend, but as a producer or yep. as a whatever it is I'm doing now, you go, yep, that, that's what she's doing, she needs her, and also she needs someone who is not, and does not have these things. And you're really good at being able to do that, and that's not something everybody can do. No, it's a real, um, it's because I love people. I love mm. people, I'm interested in people. Mm. Um, I get I get that this industry is never just about how talented you are. It's about, no, it's actually it's about not. communication. Yeah. And I really get that. And so whilst it all started with photography, it then moved into design and advertising and illustration and videography. Mm. Um, and then companies started calling me and, and everyone would just, I became the go-to girl. So I was teaching two days a week. I was working in design studios, doing new business for graphic design studios. So I'd moved across into design studios. I started designing portfolios, but I was still working for all these other people. And then in about 2010, 2011, I, I had my mum became unwell and I wanted to spend a lot more time with her and uh, help to nurse her before we got her into a nursing home where she ultimately passed away. I can say that now without 
crime. And, um, but throughout that time, I really looked at what I was doing and listening. And one day my husband said to me, you know all these people that ring you and say, do, I need a studio, I need a producer, I need a stylist. Do you charge them? Do you, like, how do you know all that? And I said, no, I'm just connecting people. Hmm. And he went, well, I think there might be a business in that. And I went, What oh, a wise man he oh, was. Oh. What a wise man. And so man. then I spoke to a few people in industry and everyone said, God, we'd love it if there was some sort of directory that we could tap into. And I said, oh. So I did a little bit more research because by this point, there'd been, there'd been years of me networking in the industry for RMIT and for these design studios mm -hmm. and also for the photographers. And so the network was massive and it was growing and all the students had been graduating were now in businesses and agencies. So they kept coming back to me and I thought, right, here we go. So today, what I do, and it's, it started in 2011, the seed, it was launched in 2013, is the Bramble Effect. So it's, it's, a, it's a number of things. I have a creative directory where businesses and individuals like yourself um, can uh, have a listing when I will network the arse off them and make introductions and connect people with each other. Mm. Um, fabulous, fabulous. In addition to that, I've got the assistant register, which is for current students and people that have recently graduated that want to work in the industry, but train on the go like I did with Rick. I mm. feel very passionate about it. Mm. I have the education side to the business where I consult with creatives at all stages of their career. They can be creatives that um, uh, want to go to that next level. They can be business people that have always wanted to be in design or photography and don't know how to, to change up. And that happens, that happens a lot. I remember sending someone your way and she was a suit. And she, her passion though was actually food photography. And so I remember really clearly, because oh, I remember thinking, hmm, okay, sure, sure, sure. I know who can help you because I can't help you do that go and talk to Sally yeah. and now she's does all this beautiful food styling she's in there and she's great yeah there it and, is and so I, I really love that and I love that challenge and I look at everybody individually there's no cookie cutter approach to it no there just can't be because but everybody's so different and, and also in this so industry different. there is so much and it's so important that you remain different mm. and do what you said before about getting that personality across so mm, mm. that's a huge part of what I do I'm still designing portfolios um, selecting images for websites and then I have the guys that can build websites or do templates and connect and ch -ch -ch -ch. Mm. Um, and then I have the part where I'm, you call uh, recruitment, although I don't like being called a recruiter, I call myself the great connector because yeah. I help people find full-time jobs and then yeah. I've got a really active freelance network that are different to the people that are on the creative directory. So at the end of the day, it's about making people the best that they can be. It's about connecting people. It's about making things happen and it's about making a difference. And, and the part about making the difference is the role that I play in education. So I work at a, a variety of universities. I sit on a lot of course advisory boards and I work with young people to get them out into industry and be industry prepared. So I run series of lectures on that about how to pull portfolios together, how to put a CV together, how to present yourself, how to interview, um, answer questions that students have that perhaps they're not getting from um, when they're in the middle of doing a course, their head is so far, far up their batome trying to do the course that the business of being a creative sort of escapes them, even if they're learning it. So mm. I go in there and in a sort of a really um, passionate and exciting way, I talk about the industry and about... And about surviving the in the industry or just getting into no, the industry? About surviving in the industry and about the whole industry is about connecting with people and and it's never as i said before it's never just about your raw talent that absolutely plays a part mm. but it's about this yeah it's about getting on with people it's about opportunities and it's about yeah. connecting and it, do you know what it's about it's about a fire in your belly and it's about having that hunger yeah to want to learn and to want to to make a difference so yeah that's fantastic. I, mean, I, I love it. I, I mean, I, you know, I never studied anything, but gosh, it would have been... Just, just, oh. just doing a bit of um, private oh. placement for you. What do you mean, <laughs> Sally? I'll just have a... I don't know what I mean. Gosh, neither do I. So I bounce out of bed every day <laughs> and I never, I'm never bored because every day is completely different. Every hour is completely different. Because mm. you, you get to work with not only academics, but corporates, but creatives, yep. but students, yep. 
everybody yep and then outside of that if we're ever looking for something Sal always knows someone who knows someone or if I'm looking for a lo location even oh my god I'll go Sal and so what, what I've started doing is people that I've placed in full-time jobs and another job will come in and I think oh I've already placed that girl in that full-time job I oh, know I'll ring that girl and see if she knows anyone else like her yeah so and it just keeps building and building and now people just connect they're doing the work for me because they're connecting other people and getting them to call me yeah and but it does take a special I mean it does take a special kind of person to be able to do that you know you obviously have bounds of energy I actually don't know because <laughs> one of the only okay so let's just you know full disclosure if I do one thing a weekend <laughs> that's it I will have one social thing a weekend that's that's day and night Right, so there's two days on the weekend, I'll have one thing, and then that's me. Then I like my downtime because during the week I'm talking to people, I'm zooming to shopping, you know, whatever I'm doing, right? And then I go, no, enough, sell. Okay, so you ring her and she's going, okay, so I'm lecturing this day and I'm doing this, and then, tonight, and then I'm going to the opera, and then I'm going to and then I'm judging this awards, and I'm flying to Sydney after that to judge another award, and then I've got to meet with the thing, and then, and then the weekend comes, she goes, yeah, also, so I've got two things on tonight, and the da 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 And Dad, who's nearly 92, and yeah. Martin's mum, who's moving house. And the dog, Lainey, and the, dog, and the child, the, the, and the everything. thing. She's got happening. everything. So, so there's no there's no falsehood about you trying to pretend that you're anything you're not. What you what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. But do you know what is funny? And you're a straight shooter. That's I, that's what I love about you. You've got to tell it how it is. Yeah. You've got to tell it how it is. Yeah. That's not bullshit. Because often this industry a little bit of bullshit. You've got to tell it how it is. And and also you've got to you've got to be really comfortable in your own skin, I think. Mm, mm. And being comfortable in your own skin allows you to be able to be really open and have, you know, full robust conversations with people. Yeah. But yeah, my life is fully hectic. However, I do have in my diary days where I just cross out nothing. Ah, uh, that's the secret, is it? <laughs> and and they're not there's not many of them, but it just means it's not that I don't do anything, it just means that I don't have to plan anything and whatever happens on the day can happen mm. and, and that's been a really good thing I've kind of learnt to do that. Do you think that as you've gotten older you so you know when you were say 30 25 30 even 35 mm. would you have done that? No. No. And neither because I was I. busy having a baby then yeah. and oh, okay, mum sure. was really unwell and you know so and that was hectic and I think I think being being busy the, the secret to being busy is I'm an incredibly good time manager yeah and right that's, that's, time management and time management is the mm -hmm. secret to this industry and to being able to do everything that you want to do and have a really full social life and ma maintain constant friendships like you and I mm. we talk most mornings while I'm walking the dog at seven o'clock mm. right we'll just have a quick conversation mm. other girlfriends I'll call on the way home in the car so the car's fantastic because your girlfriends are um, which is a really lovely segue to perhaps what we're going to talk about soon about Peterborough but mm. your girlfriends are, are such a huge part of your life and, and your male friends but your yeah. friendships it's not all about business mm. and mm. and I think we can get so wound up in the minutiae of running the business um, that you have to have these extra friendships yeah. well, you're not extra you have your friendships which are hugely important and sometimes they cross over into work which is really yeah. wonderful yeah and I find that you would find that a lot because you and I are both very very when we take something on it is all about the heart as Scorpios. well it's it's yes yeah, Scorpios hello hello um, and it's all and it's it's very full-on um, and but I say to you I wouldn't change that I operate very differently from my husband for example Virgo um, <laughs> so he's he's not quite so passionate about how he conducts his business life he can't be it's a very very different role but I wouldn't be able to do my job properly nor would you if you didn't have that no, and you weren't so so invested in that if you didn't have that nobody be like, I don't oh, think. I'm just gonna stop yeah. and I'm gonna produce you and, yeah. you, and a lot of the times you know, you've become friends with your crew your people oh. your clients your everything and it's the same with me and it's it's an unavoidable thing I think what's really great I loved turning 50 
right? You talked about age before. I know mm. you're shocked that I'm probably over 50, but... Oh, that's um, bullshit. I oh, feel like I you're know. Oh, I know. But I love turning 50 because I found like there was this whole new empowerment that I felt like I actually have been doing this for a really long time. And I'm really good at what I do. And I'm really good at what I do. And I've yeah. survived Without the industry. Without being a dick about it. Without being a dick. Yeah. And that I have a lot of intellectual property that people want to know right yes, and 50 yes, really yes. was that cut off I knew in my 40s I had it but I felt I felt like there was more of a gravitas when I turned 50 and um which is a few couple of years ago mm. and um and I think that that that's been something that's been really empowering because the creative industry is so young but yeah. The older I get, the younger the people work for me. That's really important. So they keep me cool and groovy. Yeah. Um, but I have no problem with age. I just, I don't. Like, I have a dad who's nearly 92 who went back to university at 50 and studied for 10 years and retired and then went into his whole new career at 60. I love that. And That's now he's 92 and he still works. Yeah. And Amazing. So, so it is, it, age a, is not, age, you shouldn't be judged by age. No, no, I, no, absolutely not. And I think you, it's about, it's about your energy and it's about yeah, yeah. the glass is half full and it's wanting to, to share your knowledge, you know, yeah. and, just, and wanting to yeah. be around positive people. And I know where I was going with this. I, I went off on a tangent as I do. I love it. But love it's it. about, again, turning 50, it's about choosing who you want to work with. Mm. Right, and putting that message out there. Like, there's a whole lot of people that um, that I work with now because I really love working with them, and mm. they come back to me repeatedly for things. And and it's, I'm in a really happy place. Mm. And every year with my business in October, I look at my 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 last year from January to October. I, I look at what strengthens me, strengthens me, and what deadens me. Right? Yeah, right. Okay. And I go, what? Well, I love that. I love that. I love that. I didn't love that. I really hated that. I don't want to ever do that, but I want to do that again. And I list them all. And then I make a change from October to December. And I relook at the business and I make changes. And then I go away for January. And then I come back in February and, and hit the road. And I do it each year because each year, you know, things change and where you want to be changes in life and, and, and who we are really changes as well and who we are and, you know yeah for and, sure and so and I think COVID taught us a lot I had a I actually had a really fabulous time throughout COVID I learned a lot about myself and the business and you know what was important to me and my family and um yeah. And Is that yeah. the sort of information that you pass on to your students as well Absolutely. not just I would imagine you'd be a little bit of a um not an agony aunt, but like a little bit of a mother figure as well. Oh, God, yeah. As in, you know, sure, this is the hugger. business of it, but here's some other good stuff that, you you know, when you're, when you're getting out there in the big wide world, it can be brutal, you know, starting work. Mm. And if you don't bring your best attitude, that's not going to work because you can be the best whatever it might be. And so do you, you make it... Is that part of your course of, of, of um, imparting that kind of knowledge as well? Absolutely. And I think why the lecturers really enjoy getting me in is because I've always got stories. Oh, my so God, I can, so many, so so many stories. So I've always got a story that relates to a particular topic. And, and it's a story that might be a personal story about me and my experience or a story that recently happened on a job, you know, two weeks ago or... Um, I think in part, you know, what you, as you said before, what you see is what you get. Like I've got no secrets. I just tell everybody. I just bleh, probably yeah. too much information sometimes. But well, you know, it makes Scorpio. you human. Yeah, it's Scorpio. It's a thing. Well, it's actually even more than and, Scorpio. And it can make sacred, actually, you know, I think in, fun, st in, funny stories or interesting stories or you know, like ooh, kind of stories. It's what you remember rather than cold hard facts. Like I'm mm. not a, you know, not not yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't well, have sat in a class and listened to somebody going. Nah, 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 nah. Just no, well, the lecturers are talk, you know, teaching them and imparting the technical knowledge and the, all that. Yeah, but you can't, you know, that 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 life experience as well yes. is very very yes. important. And that's why that story about what Dad said about Rick and I is so, uh, you know, it's so true. You can learn, you, you know, your learning curve at university is 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 quite steep, but it's nothing till you get out there. And, and live a life and experience all these different things to the point where nothing really surprises me anymore.
Yeah. You know, and, and there's no scenarios really that I haven't heard. Mm. And, and my job is, I see my job is to making each person feel as great as they can be about themselves, but also to get their personality and to be the best that they can be. Mm. Um, and that's, that's what the great joy is because everybody's so different. And, mm. and so many creatives um, are quite, even though they're confident and hugely talented, they are quite shy about that and it's about letting them know that it's it's actually okay you know mm. and if you don't blow your own trumpet nobody else is and the phone isn't going to ring if people don't know who you are mm. so mm. you know yes you do have to to get on a bit of social media you don't have to become a social media guru but it is a little bit of everything and it's building blocks and it's a little bit of phoning and a bit of emailing and it's a bit of shaking hands or going to an exhibition or mm. you know connecting and with people picking up the phone i mean that's the very the that's the way you and i i mean that was back in the day probably our phones were that big maybe or not Outrageous. and they plugged into a no they did a handbag plugged yeah, into a it was handbag. a massive one yeah it wasn't that long ago um now ta so so moving forward so so this is what you're I'm doing moving. now yep and all of the massive things that you do sorry the massive a massive amount of things that you do that blow my head off but then all of a sudden okay so hang on let me go back so for years you've spoken to me about this amazing place yep. called Peterborough and I was like yeah Peterborough great sounds great where is it and my sense of direction is appalling is appalling appalling <laughs> can we just say that it's appalling i have people for that <laughs> <laughs> google machine yeah i've got the google machine plug it in and mm. i'll find my way so it's appalling anyway so sal would always talk about going to this amazing place peterborough and you talked about it and i had lots of stories about it i heard about this blue house for years and you'd go away and i think oh they go away there all the time anyway Oh, you, you say, you say, you tell me what happened with this, this place at Peter. In fact, I'd love you to share the story of why it is so special. And now being there and staying there and going down there and helping you craft this beautiful place, I understand mm. why it is so beautiful. Mm. Mm. So. Okay. So um, again, one of my very long stories, I'll try and keep quite short. Towards the end of the Second World War, my mum and her two girlfriends, one of their parents took them down to Peterborough, which would have been a big deal. And there was a, there was a place down there called the Do Drop-In. Um, oh. And the Do Drop-In is still there and it's, it's a private home now. And they went and stayed there towards the end of the Second World War. When the girls grew up and they would have been in their early teens, when the girls grew up and they got a car, they decided to do a bit of a road trip. And um, they did a road trip which was probably dirt roads in those days, down the Great Ocean Road. So Peterborough is right down past the Twelve Apostles at the end of the Great Ocean Road. And um, they went down there and the three of them just loved it. Can and you imagine the conversations that went down yeah. in that car and what that car looked like and what they were wearing? Oh yeah, Mum, we've got all of the Super 8 video. We've got the whole thing, we've got all the footage. This is a movie. Yeah, mm. and we've got all the footage. And uh, so they tripped up and down for, for a number of years. And then one of the women um, decided to buy a house down there. So she bought a house in the main street, which is still exactly the same as it is today. There's one milk bar that doubles as a bottle shop and there's a takeaway shop that's open about three days of the year that also doubles as the post office. That's the main street, Yeah, has always been and still is. And there's a pub all the way over there that that's the pub. and. Um, so she bought the house. Mum and the other girlfriend had a family at this point. It was in the 50s. And um, it wasn't me. I wasn't born then. Let's just be clear about that. I've got a much, much older brother. <laughs> and um, this, the lady that bought the house never had a family. So she said, this house is yours to, to holiday in. So they shared this house. And then I was born much, much later. Um, and we all grew up in this house. And we all shared it so that we all the families would all be there it was loads of fun there was no television there was no telephone there was no heating it was laminex floors but we all had such fun we we're all at the beach and we'd play bingo mum would get you know 
piston dance on New Year's Eve and we'd play bingo and we'd cook and it was just And it is such a, a beautiful... It's, it's quiet oh. and it's tiny. I mean, and there's, what, 12 people living there. 12 people living there and yeah. a nine-hole golf course. Yeah, and a nine-hole golf course. It goes across with, the road. Yeah, it goes across the road. You've got to walk across the yeah. road. And then you walk, there's these amazing cliffs all along and around with all these yeah. crazy names, yeah. which have changed, you are telling me, over the time. But there's just... Yep. You fossick for amazing pebbles and shells and just the smell of it and the it, it's just a really beautiful place it's just a, it's a total getaway mm, and mm. and so we grew up we all grew up down there and when mum's family home was sold she took some of the furniture into there and so and it's still exactly the same today so move forward many years so these women in the second world war went down there they were born that all of their houses sort of backed onto each other in Baldwin. They, they went down there in the Second World War. They, she bought this house. They shared this house their entire life. All the children grew up down there. My brother grew up, he's much older than me. He bought a block of land and a house. One of the, the, the third woman bought a block of land and built a house. Um, and I went to live overseas. So there was a number of years where I didn't go to Peterborough. Um, and during that time, the other woman who had bought the house had gone through a divorce, so she sold the house. Um, my brother's still there, and mum and I are occasionally popping in and out to the original house. So there's this huge history of families and everyone going on. Um, and move forward again, probably another 20 or 30 years, and mum's friend dies, the one who had bought her own house, built her own house. She passes away. Then mum passes away and then the lady who had bought the original house passes away. So they were all born together and then they all passed away together within mm. a year of each other. Oh. And it was incredibly emotional and um, I got, my brother and I got mum's ashes and we scattered her ashes, here we go, we scattered her ashes down there at Peterborough because that was her wish. So mum had um, dementia, so dementia is um, the long goodbye. I guess that's the best way to describe it. So we had a lot of time to talk to her about what she wanted and, and she really wanted that. So there you think the story ends, but it doesn't. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't. Sorry. About a year later, I get a phone call from this solicitor that says to me, hi, Sally Brownville, and I said yes. And he said, I'm just letting you know that um, the estate has been settled of the last woman that passed away. And I said, right, and he said, she left your mother money. <laughs> oh, sorry, here, I got really emotional. <laughs> and the other woman money. So she left quite a substantial amount of money to both the women that she bought the original house with. And so <laughs> the daughters, one of the daughters of the other woman, she bought back her mother's original house. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I bought a block of land. <laughs> Well, Martin and I did, my husband, and we decided to invest the money back into Peterborough. And then throughout COVID, when we were starting to think about it all, we bought the block of land. We'd had it for a number of years now because they all passed away around six, seven, eight years ago. Um, we thought, right, we're not going to be doing much travel. Our daughter's finished at school. We don't have school fees anymore. Let's design a house. So Martin and I designed the house. Um, whilst we had been renting a long-term rental over the road, which is known as the Blue the House. The Blue House, because it's blue. Because it's blue. Everything's in its blue. It's blue. a blue couch, it's got a blue quadre couch. Yeah, it's blue. It's just blue, And everyone goes, blue. why is it the Blue House? It's because it's blue. Like it's blue. And we'd sit there and we'd bought the block of land over the road, which has these unadulterated views of the Curtis River. Oh, stunning. stunning. And we designed our own house and we got a, um, a draftsman from Warnable to put our ideas into this house and we knew the builder and he put his ideas and everything and then uh, and then I rang you and said okay we're going to build this house let's go baby and there we are so that's that's the really beautiful story about Peterborough and how incredibly special it is and my husband loves it and my daughter loves it and her partner loves it and the dog loves it and I everyone love loves it. it I love it you Phil love loves it. it and everyone you kind of got to love it to understand it. it's not the place I remember once it's not lawn you don't go no. there if you want to you know the no. lawn vibe the, no there's no restaurants there's no bars there's no f machine um recently we got um a coffee 
a stand, a coffee. We've got the, we can have coffee down there now. Mm. Recently, it was mm. Nescafe or nothing else. Yeah, and we were okay with that. Yeah, and um, and you can have beautiful hot summers and freezing cold winters, and you can have them all in one day. <laughs> it just feels delightful, though. And I remember the first time I went down there, and I actually took your beautiful mother-in-law. And it was like Thelma and Louise. It was just the best time. We were burning down there because it took like four hours or something. And we just gas bagged the whole way and you stop and we had a Florentine and a coffee. And, and I, we drove in there, got, we got dressed straight away and we went for a walk, didn't we? And I, just looking around, it is just, it's, it's a really, I, I, would, I would actually say it feels quite magical. I actually didn't know what to expect but it has a very calm and peaceful um, vibe. It doesn't even, it, it doesn't even it's, sound it's right saying vibe. It's the place that I go that my shoulders get further away from my ears as I go across the bridge yeah. when we drive in there. Yeah, I just, yeah. And that's part of this whole, when I talk about, I, I cross out days where I don't know anything. Well, they're gonna be more Peterborough days because we're down, we're, we're leaving again this you know, weekend we're checking, the plaster's been done now. Yeah. And I can't wait. I and it's been lovely working with you know all of your trade people yeah, down there gorgeous? and they're just they're, they're local yep, so you hand pick them We've done everything. the builder's beautiful you're the only the non-local thing about the house oh but they've gosh. accepted you they have they have welcomed in this city designer person and how funny stuff. was it when we were down there trying to work out the shower so where the flick mixer was going to oh go in the gosh, shower so hilarious. every every um tradie that came in we go okay so how do you have a shower yeah you know we had the one guy going listen you can put it under under there because I do it with my slippers on every day and I don't yeah. get wet. We go, you can't not do that. Yeah. And there was a whole big thing. And then there was like, many, it's got to go there. And yeah. You know. Gotta go there, gotta go there, gotta go there. So Matt, I rang him the other day and I said, where'd you put the flip mixer? And he goes, you are going to find out when you come down. So I still don't know where it is. Dot, dot, dot. Can you FaceTime me in please? Because I need so to know what that is. In. But they were such good value about it. And then of course, Jerry says, agrees with you and me and it was like no because all of the boys wanted it there yeah i know they've had some fun we've it, had fun that we have been, we've had a lot of fun and and they're just so um rather than being you know this kind of they're out and in um warnable tradey type people they're just so warm and lovely the curtain guy oh yeah you know the the carpet lady the tile people you've had so much help from them haven't you? you know, even, just even the Harvey Norman people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of them that are was going fantastic. to come. I've invited them all to have drinks. Oh my God, I can't wait. It's going to be the party of the century. All to have mm. drinks when we're there because they've become part of the build. Yeah. And, and I've become... But that is what the special thing is. It had to be that way because of this. And I've become part of their story because we've heard about how his mother was a seamstress and made curtains mm. and how that other lady had surgery and so I now know all of their life stories yeah and see you know, you're not even this isn't even the bramble effect this is another whole this thing another whole this thing. is how Sally operates I love and, it and so there's the big hug and it's like oh have you over when, when it's built and they're going yeah. oh really and I we're really, gonna have to have vats and vats of champagne for really, all these really people do that, that she's invited I'm because sorry. they've all been so good picking tiles and carpets and giving me samples when they're not meant to and I sneak the samples back in and yeah you know all that sort of stuff and just dealing with the locals has just been a divine experience because I'm ringing from Albany going, you know, and like yeah, Friday yeah. I'm flying down there and I said, oh, I've got to get back to the house so I can... Sally from the city is coming down. Sally from the city and Jerry's there going, right, well, you can come in and we can do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay. And they fit cool. me in or they come up to the house because um, Warnable's about 45 minutes from Peterborough and they all come up to help, you know. And, yeah. and having you there, it's just been so much fun. We've had so much fun and we're just always on the same page yeah you know I love it. I and love then it. sometimes you'll throw me completely and say the, the television i this, this was my favorite thing if anybody's what just following me on social media oh. i've got this whole thing of tony going oh. i'm the television i am the television on the fridge you know and all this trying to work out because she's going the television cannot go there and i'm going and then my for brain... For four years, in my brain, the television was there. This for, is Sally. Yeah, for four years. And I'm like, just, I don't think you I, should do it there. Just I can't, just, I can't talk to you about this now. And then I'll go away and I'll lie awake at night and I'll look up and then I'll ring her and I'll go, okay, I can put the television where you want it. I get that. It doesn't have to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been really good because, you know, it's often it's like I've just set on something. But as you get older, 
I'm much better at taking advice. We see as a kid, I can never take advice. Yeah, and I think maybe 20 years ago, if I was your no. interior designer then, you would have gone, actually, no, you're fired by. Yeah. But now, and I, go, I don't care we if you're the television, to, I'm going to smash yeah, the smash television. Yeah, smash through that. But there, I mean, it was a bit intimidating, sort of coming on board as your as your you know <laughs> you being the client i'm like oh how does that how are we going to work that out but, but it's been brilliant and i've loved it i've learned a lot you've been wonderful clients and i i just i feel so um i feel so uh, honored to be part Aww. of this you know this this special thing it's not just a you know you're building it, i mean it would be special anyway but it just means a lot to be down there it, and it, doing something that does. you guys are gonna, we're not that you love so much. We're building yeah. it to just This is your forever home. home. This yeah. is our forever home. With all of the Sally stuff in it, and you're letting me help you sellify it. Sellify. That's a great word. Oh my God, there's another one. Oh my God. I'm allowed to help you sellify it, but still keep it within the idea of what you know. Yeah, and just having you to bounce ideas off with the cabinetry especially, you've been just, you know just things about things like does the dishwasher is there enough room for it to open up and it's not going to hit the bench just even those mm. sorts of things have mm. been mm. fantastic or mm. I'll go the other day I was at a restaurant with my daughter Lil and I saw this fantastic light and I photographed it and I texted it to Tony I said this is what I want I'll find this light so she and then you find it on wherever you found it for like a poofteenth of the price that I'd been seeing mm. Bought it, done, done, next, you know, and I'll Love take it. a picture and, and that's just been yeah, fantastic because yeah. I don't have time mm. to run around and even the whole rug scenario, what about that? Oh my God, so much, so much. So much. I can't wait till we actually can get, so this will be another thing, the girls will be coming down, we'll all come down and we'll film the shit out of it <laughs> and because it's just, I mean, it's just such a, it's going to be a beautiful home, mm. you know, a beautiful home and the views with the cows and the thing and the, the river and the... What about the cockatoos down there last time we were there? Oh my God, so many. Wasn't that wild? It was, it was wild. Just like, it was like, Everything's wild about that place. Everything's wild. And do you know what? I'm going to give my age away. I'm 54. I'm okay with that. And for 54 years, even before, when I was in mum's tummy, you know, like I'd go down, I don't remember that, so that was silly, I don't know why I said that, but it's never the same. Yeah, right. It's the same, but it's always different. Like what's the weather doing and what are the mm. waves doing? And mm, mm. you know. What, what is gonna, what, oh, what's gonna be brought up onto so the, to the beach? Yeah, what's gonna be, is this beach gonna have lots of seaweed in it? Can I walk the dog around? Are the tides high, the dog's low? Do I go to that beach? Which way's the wind blowing? Yeah. You know, and it always, I, I, I mean, not that I've been there heaps and heaps and heaps of time, but whenever I come back, I feel clear headed. Yep. That's, that's the thing, and, and that's and, a really nice. And that's what doesn't change. What yeah. doesn't change is the peacefulness, and you don't have day trippers popping in like on the yeah. peninsula. And it, it's not set up for that. No, Never will be, will it? No, and um, it's, uh, it's that place to completely just get away mm. and just regroup mm. and just re revitalize yourself and, and yeah. to think, you know, just have time to think. And one of the, my favorite rooms is going to be the snug. The cuddle room. The cuddle room. Oh, is it the cuddle snuggle. room? Snuggle. Snuggle room. The snuggle room. You thought it was the cuddle. Martin calls it the snug, so we called it the snuggle, the snuggle room. Snuggle room. Um, because there's that like four meter wall of it's a bookshelf books yeah oh my god i'm yeah. just like i just can't even get over that we might have to put it into a design magazine or something like that it's pretty schmick it's going to be pretty gorgeous and so and do you know what it's uh we've worked a lifetime to be able to do this mm. and it's um and everybody on the project yourself included gets it mm. you know and they get what we're doing and it's just um brings me great joy and we've even um and there's a little bit of mum around there as well and yeah. i know she she'd be loving all this oh, loving it. she'll be loving it well that is beautiful so i kind of know i always ask this of my guests oh well, i think i do i don't know i have to look back some i mean it's pretty loose here but one of the questions i tend to ask at the end is what do you think you'll be doing in five years i can answer some of that you'll be peterborough Working sometimes from Peterborough, surely. What do you think? What do you think you're going to be doing? Well, I 
think five years is it's still quite close I think five years is going to go like that I kind mm. of kind of go in ten year things but for mm. five years I'd like to think that um, every other weekend I'm at Peterborough I could probably go down on a Friday and come back on a Monday morning mm. um, that's going to be really important to me and to us as a family um, that I'll still I don't see me doing a whole lot different than what I'm doing now yeah I don't either I can't I, imagine I, you not being I, part of I feel like doing I'm, what you're doing I feel like these people where I'm at at the moment I'm really happy I think if you'd asked me that 10 years ago I had this notion that I might get back into film and television because I, I do really love that and um, but I think where I'm at at the moment is being able to be pivotal in helping people's career journeys is is a very special place for me to be and I feel very honoured to be able to do that mm. Um, mm. and I get great pleasure out of it and mm. um, and the education side of it I've always loved because you know hey I've got a captive audience you know they've got to listen to me mm. and um, and being able to what COVID taught, one of the many things COVID taught me and many people was that we can work remotely. So I, at the moment, leave on a Friday morning at seven o'clock and I'm down there by about 10, 10.30 and then I can set up my computer in the blue house still and I can work for the afternoon but then I can go to the beach for a run with the dog, mm. you know, four o'clock. And so I'll be doing a lot more of that, I think. Mm. And, mm. Um, and wait and see, I'm pretty excited about the future because I have always been one, and I talk about it a lot, to be open to opportunities. So I don't really know what's around the corner. Yeah. And I listen to opportunities and I always see like holes in the market and kind of go, whoa, that's not happening. I'm going to slide in there and do that. So, yeah, you're good at that. You know, I think there's stuff that we don't even know what we don't know. Like, yeah. you know, what are, what's going on in the colleges and the unis now that they'll be doing in five years? That It's like when mobile phones arrived. Yeah. What about when computers arrived? My grandpa bought me my first Mac computer. Was that one of those little... No, it was it was the one that had, it, it sort of shaped like a cone head at the back and it yeah, was purple. Like that, a purple or a green or yeah, an purple orange or green. one. Yeah, or orange, that's right. And he bought it for me, which was incredibly lovely as a, as a gift for my new business. And it sat in a desk for a whole year because I didn't know how to turn it on. <laughs> and I didn't know anyone yeah. else that would know how to turn it on. People would go, What's you had a that? computer? And I'd go, yep. Yeah, but not doing anything with it. Oh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But whatever it, it'll be, you'll find a way and it'll be something you do and then you'll sellify it. I'll sellify it. <gasps> it's it. Oh, I love that. Thanks for that. I'm going to use that. Thanks, yeah. Tony. Thank Sellify. you for having me today. I just made that up today. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in, Sal. Amazing. Sally Brown Bill. Thank you very the much. The Bramble Effect. The Bramble Effect. And, and stay tuned for more fabulousness mm. with Tony and what she's done at Peterborough with me. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share it. You can also find Tony and Co on Instagram at Tony and Co underscore styling underscore production and that's T-O-N-I-A-N-D-C-O. You can also find the visuals of this podcast on YouTube. So just search us up at Tony and Co. Bye.